Salesflare and this is Founder Coffee. Every few weeks I have coffee with a different founder. We discuss life, passions, learnings in an intimate talk getting to know the person behind the company. For this 49th episode I talked to Lisa Popovici, co-founder of Cartloop, an SMS marketing service that offers you a team that helps customers with their abandoned shopping carts in your Shopify store. Lisa went to med school. While doing that, she wanted to earn her own money and started a women's fashion brand. She came home from classes every day, excited to work on her business, and found out she was actually more passionate about e-commerce than her studies. After getting her degree, she decided to focus herself full-time on her passion. And then she wanted to do something even bigger, really solving a problem. The problem was right in front of her and a co-founder, it was abandoned shopping carts. We talk about why she chose entrepreneurship over med school, what motivates and what scares her, everything she does to stay healthy and balanced, how you make your customers the heroes, and why it's important to build habits and set priorities. Welcome to Founder Coffee. Hi Lisa, it's great to have you on Founder Coffee. Hi, excited to be here. Uh, you are co-founder of, of Cartloop. For those who don't know yet, what do you guys do with Cartloop? Yeah, so uh, Cartloop is a conversational uh, SMS marketing platform. We help brands recover their abandoned cards by texting with customers in real time. So this is, in a nutshell, what we do. Yeah, so that's, uh, if, I, if I understood it well, it's uh, for Shopify um, business owners, like people who have their web shop on, on Shopify, and you sort of uh, give the the abandoned cards thing and a totally different uh, approach, approach, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah we're available on the Shopify uh, app store for Shopify Merchant, Shopify and Shopify Plus. And uh, how it basically works, works is like it's a fully managed service uh we have a team of experts behind every single conversation and they do all the all the hard work uh and what i mean by that is they interact with every single customer on a one-to-one basis they are uh, assisting them throughout their shopping journey offering support offering uh, help with any questions they might have not only uh, they're not only trying to convert the customers and get a new sale and that's it. We're really trying to build that uh, trust and relationship from the very start. So we also increase not only ROI, but also LTV. And um, we, of course, we retain customers for the long run. Yeah. So I, I think when I, um, when I get to an online shop, what I mostly get is like emails uh, after I leave something in my card saying, hey, you still want to buy this? Or I get yeah. uh, Facebook advertisements. Is, is that what's common? or? Uh, well, it's basically the same trigger because you abandon the car. So that's the main trigger. But uh, our approach is, is, uh, is different because uh, we are super focused on uh, providing that human touch. So uh, after you would like, for example, abandon your card, you would and you would uh, accept marketing and provide a phone number at checkout. In order to be compliant, we will text our experts will will text you saying something like, "Hey, uh, uh, I saw you were checking out this product. Awesome choice. Would would you like me to help you with something?" Or yeah. sometimes we also provide a discount. And uh, the the beauty of it is that. Uh, you as a customer can reply back and start a, like a conversation and you can reply at your own pace whenever you have time. It's not that pressure, uh, for example, that you would have on a live chat that you would be, you would have to wait for that live agent to actually be live or just return back and open the tab again. And all these, uh, all these steps that are required for, for the other solutions or I, I don't know, messenger, messenger marketing, uh, with text, it's super, it's super personal. It's super friendly. We're trying to keep it like as as it would be like their personal shopping assistant uh, talking to them right there, or their best friend going with them at uh, shopping. We're really yeah. trying to bring that in-store experience online. Yeah, that's nice. So it's it's basically like having a a sales team or customer support team or. Or combination yeah. of those, it's sort of the same nowadays. Uh, behind yeah. your your shopping cart, but then through text. Yeah, 
Did you have uh, a Shopify store in the past yourself or how did you exactly come to this idea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually uh, have a, a background in e-commerce. Um, my co-founder and I started a couple of uh, of brands back, like, I would say in 2014, I guess. Uh, yeah, and this is how, uh, like, our entrepreneurial and e-commerce journey began. We, I, I, I mean, personally, I was studying med school Um uh, And while I was uh, in college, I wanted to to basically earn my own money. And this is how I got into e-com. I always liked uh, the online environment. Uh, and uh, this is how I started my first fashion brand. It was a women's fashion brand. And um, after that, I like during these six years of studying med school, uh, I, I just I just found that uh, I'm very passionate about e-commerce and this online space, and I, I always like was so eager to get back from from the classes and from practicing at at the hospital. Yeah. I was so eager to get back and just work on like open my laptop and just work and get creative. And I I don't know I just found a different world that I didn't really like wasn't really um, aware of like all the opportunities that the online environment can offer because for example where where I grew up the, like I had such a difficult time uh, when I was 18 years old to like decide what I want to do with my life where should I go to study what career should I have and all that pressure that a lot of uh, uh teenagers have uh I don't know how is it uh, in other parts but here uh it's is really difficult to to decide because uh is is the is the the um, i would say the the government and and the system of uh the studying system and the school they teach you only like uh to have uh options like go to med school or be an architect or be a lawyer or i don't know an en engineer but nothing like uh tech related or marketing related it's just you have You have so so little options, and mm -hmm. um, I remember that, uh, like the, when I, when I realized there was a there was a turning point for me when I realized that uh, something's missing from from my dedication uh, to to medicine because I'm all I've always been uh, such a such an ambitious and driven person and I always like to give 100 of everything I do and I felt like this was missing from. Uh, from my involvement in, in med school and in medicine. And I didn't want to become like another average uh, average doctor because there's plenty of them. And um, I really felt like something was missing. And that part that was missing was all put into my work, into my e-commerce work. So I remember back in 2018, I went, I, I was traveling. I stayed a couple of months in, in the U.S. and I went for the first time in in San Francisco, and uh, I was I was re working re like I we can say like a freelancer on my on my brand, and I I was working every day. I was I was uh, going um, to all all the all the events, tech related events or e commerce related events there, and I just felt that um, like it's hard to describe it, but I felt that. Uh, um, hardworking atmosphere and this energizing atmosphere and uh, all those um, ambitious and driven people there. And I, I started learning more and more about uh, the startup um, ecosystem and how tech were uh, like the tech industry works and uh, all the, all the niches. And um, during this period, like what, Uh, since we started, my co-founder and I, with with our businesses, with our e-commerce businesses, we always knew that we wanted to do something bigger. We wanted to make something that would solve a problem, uh, not just stick to like just uh, you know having having a couple of brands and that's it. We always mm -hmm. uh, come up with ideas. We 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 were discussing, we were debating uh, within within ourselves, and um, yeah, this is basically how I how I how I started with, with my, like, I can say entrepreneurial journey. 
Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I also, my, personally, uh, I studied engineering uh, for similar reasons, I guess. You cannot, uh, I always wanted to build websites and sell secondhand cell phones and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and there's no study for that, really. So yeah. I personally looked at computer engineering first, but then that, that kind of looked boring. So I did something else, another type of engineering, biomedical in the end. Um, and 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 then I look at my sister as well, who's uh, who's who studied for doctor. Um, yeah. And as much as it seems like um, something great to help people uh, to, you know, fix their health, uh, she's a pediatrician. She gets a lot of um, love from it and all. Uh, but it's something where you don't really build out a lot. I mean, you can specialize but you're not really like if you have some sort of ambition it's very hard to to um, yeah true use it you're, you're more I mean, of a, an operator or something i don't know yeah it's true it's true i mean yeah you don't have uh control maybe maybe only after i don't know 20 30 years of being a doctor you have some control but it's like it's an amazing career of course it's a noble career it's it's awesome. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go to med school. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I just felt like I really wanted to be, I don't know, more free and to have like, as you said, control over my life, uh, control where I would work from. Uh, and uh, also, I, I, I just wasn't passionate enough. And I wanted to do something for the rest of my life that that would really like, make me like, cannot wait to wake up and just start start doing it yeah was there was there someone in your family who inspired you here or was it was your family mostly saying like lisa are you crazy you just studied <laughs> doctor and now you're selling clothes online oh <laughs> uh, no uh like during that uh studying period uh they they were really proud of me uh because i started something uh on the side and I was really like uh, motivated and doing like earning money on my own. Uh, mm-hmm. There was not a problem. They were always super supportive. Um, I couldn't, I wouldn't say that they have inspired me. I mean, they, they are pretty entrepreneurial themselves, but um, yeah, when I, when I decided to just finish, I actually graduated from med school cause I wanted to, to really uh, graduate and not leave it like that. But after I graduated, yeah, they were they were a bit skeptical because they weren't uh, as knowledgeable about the, the industry as, for example, people from the the states are, uh, and they were a bit skeptical. They they were kept kept saying that uh, you should you should go uh, forward with with medicine and stuff like that. But I just as hard as it was for me in those moments in those months, I knew what I had to do and I knew like the path I had to follow. Yeah. Did you, did you still do your, your internships as a as a doctor or I suppose to no, finish the studies? Uh, or? Uh, yeah, I finished my studies uh, last year. Uh, I graduated, but uh, no longer no longer pursuing it. I was supposed to have my residency now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I love yeah. I love uh, I love what I'm doing. So how many how many um, e-commerce brands or web shops or did you have? And then is this your first tech company from there or? Yeah, so um, I personally had two brands and I also helped uh, my co-founder uh, with his his brand. So it would be like I was working on three, uh, but of course I wouldn't be working uh, on all of all of them at the same time because the first one was sold. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, I would say that I'm a second time founder because we previously had um, another uh, another company which we pivoted from to Carloop. Uh, it was mostly on the email marketing side of things, uh, and we pivoted uh, this year. Yeah, at the beginning of this year, and it was uh, one of the best decisions we've made. Yeah. Yeah, and your co-founder, uh, how did you meet each other? You were both working on e-commerce or how did that exactly happen? So uh, 
it wasn't uh, work related. We just um, uh, we just met uh, in in our actually his hometown because I'm not from uh, from the city I live in right now. I'm from Cluj-Napoca originally, but mm-hmm. we met here where we live. Uh, we just became friends, and then we 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 found out about each other a lot of uh, hobbies and uh, like uh, we 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 really. Um, I would say related to one another, our hobbies, our ambitions, our, our I don't know, uh, uh, likes, dislikes and stuff like that. And we just started uh, like supernaturally and organically. I, w- I can say that we just started to, to connect and just uh, we really wanted to build something. And I was the one uh, at the beginning because he had uh, some previous ventures he was working on. I was the one that wanted to get involved uh, mm-hmm. and help him with his first uh, first businesses. And then we started um, we started uh, in e-commerce on Shopify. Then we discovered, he was the one that he discovered Shopify for the first time. And then uh, he taught me. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot about, a lot, a lot uh, from uh, e-commerce and also uh, startups and everything uh, from him. Yeah. Before that, did you do any um, startup-like projects, or did you, I mean, sell anything, or, or was um, that your first experience? No, we we had like we were selling some. We had like a a, a small brand here in Romania, uh, but we we sold locally, but nothing nothing major. I mean, it was just <laughs> like I would say, uh, one of our one of our attempts to to e-commerce but nothing mm-hmm. like a startup or something like that yeah thinking about what, what you're doing right now and sort of uh thinking about what you like to do and uh do you have any idea where in in the in at least the medium term you want to take all this like like where do your ambitions lie uh in this respect uh yeah do you mean uh card loop related yeah, Carlo related or or just or just for yourself like what what is it exactly that you uh that you like to do and and that you would like to spend your 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 life more on uh what what motivates you um yeah. a lot of people are looking for this kind of stuff so it's always interesting to hear um hear hear your story. Yeah, definitely. So I I can start with what motivates me uh and I I actually had this conversation with, um, I think with Andre, my co-founder the other week, uh, and we were talking about what we, uh, what motivates us and what like really drives us to go forward. Because, uh, I mean, in a startup, every day is a challenge and I'm just now learning that I have to be patient with myself and there is no right or wrong. There is just persistent and growth and my my personally i've i've failed a lot of times and i learned a lot from my mistakes and um what motivates me the most uh i would say are the results and just seeing that i don't know a customer is happy one of our users is happy uh one of our team members is really enjoys working with us um and that means that we set set our i mean the the, the foundation of our culture we set it correctly and that also motivates us uh, and myself, um, I also love when I see there the other uh, uh, members of our team uh, making progress and really like even if they came uh, uh, came to Carlo, they joined us on on a very like I would say uh, with a small responsibility at the beginning, and they they and then they grew and they now are on a on a way on a bigger position. I I love that and I I, I love seeing people grow and myself included i i feel like uh every single week uh a friday night i feel like i've learned so much and if you think about it i i don't have a background like i i'm not uh, i'm not uh, i i wasn't an entrepreneur i i would i just had like uh, uh some some brands and that's it uh i also studied medicine so it's not like i had a huge background and i feel like i'm learning so much every single week and that's that actually motivates me so much because I really want to grow as an indiv- uh, as an uh, individual and as a professional as well. And in terms of 
in terms of car loop, um, we we would like. Uh, I, I mean, the way we see mobile messaging is the next big way to reach consumers and drive revenue, uh, and that's in the most humanly way possible, uh, without, for example, being intrusive or impersonal or spammy. And we really mm-hmm. want to provide real value. And our goal is to become like the go-to conversational marketing platform that bridges the gap between consumers and brands and enables seamless shopping experiences. And we're, every day we're working really hard to implement new features and make our car look even more useful for both brands and consumers and really take that take the shopping experience to the best, uh, I, I would say the best make it the best way possible and make it a really enjoyable experience uh, for both brands and consumers. And we have a lot of, a lot of ideas and uh, things that we want to do that are on the roadmap, but we just have to take it step by step. And this is also a, a thing that I'm trying right now to, uh, to remind myself every single day is to be patient because maybe you, you uh, can relate to this, but as a startup founder, you get, so impatient every single day. You just want the team to be the best. You want them to perform the best. You see results every single day. To to move forward because you see the competition. Uh, like how how fast are they growing? But you and you uh, without without wanting to, you uh, start to compare yourself with the competition. And that's that's really that's really not not okay for uh, both for mental health and just for productivity. And I'm trying to be more patient with myself, not beat myself up for not, I'm sometimes not taking the best decisions or maybe, I don't know, not being like a top performer every single day because we're human and I'm really trying to take it step by step and just uh, learning how, because right now we're expanding our team, learning how to manage and delegate. This is also a challenge and just trying to, to stay in a positive uh, and a and a really um, healthy state of mind. This yeah. is what I'm trying. Yeah, that's uh, for sure extremely important, especially if you're in it for the long haul. Uh, yeah. You can't you can't keep keep uh, running uh, all the time. Uh, a marathon rather than a sprint, they sometimes say. Yeah. True. Yeah, uh, talking about that, what is it? What is it that 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 keeps you up at night lately? Like, what are the things that you are now most most busy with? Yeah, hmm. that's a good question. Uh, so maybe you, yeah, you can also relate to this one, uh, or you've also been through this situation. But as as like as an early stage startup, you basically have to do everything you have, I have to uh, like manage or handle some some uh, tasks for ev- from every single department I, either sales marketing uh, product management hiring uh, administrative uh, administrative work and I basically do a little bit of everything uh, of course I'm trying to focus uh, right now on hiring with me and my co-founder um, we're really doubling down on hiring right now and really building uh, a powerful team and culture, um, setting, setting our foundation. And mm-hmm. also um, what I'm mostly doing at the moment is uh, focusing on, on growth and also product management. So it's, it's, it's a lot that I'm doing at the moment, but what I would say keeps me up at night is just, yeah. Also, like last night, uh, when I when I uh, went went to bed, I I couldn't uh, couldn't fall asleep uh, on on the spot, and all all those like responsibilities and what I have on my to do for tomorrow, or uh, they, they 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 just pop in my mind. It's it, it's like a challenge to to just uh, clear the noise and just fall asleep and not think of it, and. I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like uh, it's, I don't, we don't want to lose the momentum we're in right now. And because and, we see there's a huge opportunity and a lot of interest in what's in this space. And I, I believe the, the biggest thing that keeps me up at night is just 
it's just we're not 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 um not evolving uh the way we should be yeah yeah it's just yeah it, i just gotta learn to be patient and yeah, yeah. take it step by step yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, what what would uh if, if if i could add something what what works very well for me after all these years is um First of all, yeah, priorities are very important, of course, but you cannot enforce priorities if, if you don't um, make to-do lists. And that means not just on a daily basis, uh, but also slightly longer term. So we have a few uh, sort of time horizons on which we plan. Uh, we do the more strategic stuff more on a quarterly basis. Uh, we do the operational planning more on the, the bi-weekly basis. Uh, and then every day we do a stand-up meeting. So on all these levels, you try to plan the most important things that you need to do. And then you just focus on those. And that brings a lot of peace uh, to things. Uh, because then you can, uh, instead of feeling like you have to well, go, go, go crazy between all the things that you think might be super important, uh, you can pick out the things that you find most important consciously. Um, and then take them up uh, one by one uh, in a way that you also still try to uh, enjoy doing them, let's say. Um, I had days like weeks ago where, where I, I, I sort of felt like things were starting to become a drag, like I was going from call to call to call to call. <laughs> and I was like, when does this end? Um, but then I figured if I just take every call... Um, like um like i try to enjoy it have a little um uh, small talk uh, try to connect with every single person uh it doesn't have to be a job if you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a yeah. task it can be something that you uh do with joy and you'll do it much better as well uh but then it's of course important that things stop being chaos uh, because chaos makes it very uh unpleasant so, so planning, I think, planning and prioritization are, are key there. And you don't need to plan everything exactly, but at least uh, some, some, some kind of rough planning uh, helps a lot. Yeah, 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 definitely. Setting uh, long-term goals and short-term goals helps a lot and prioritizing those. And yeah, sometimes uh, we've, we've, we have like 15 calls a day and what I tried, what I started doing is just scheduling all, all my calls uh, within a week, for example, on Tuesday or Wednesday. So I know all my calls are within those days. And then the other days I can focus on really uh, on going into deep work and not being uh, disturbed by, by anything else. That's nice. Yeah. That's something yeah. I also still want to do. Um, yeah. I'm not as disciplined about that yet. <laughs> well, of course, it's, it's not like a... a a uh, de uh, definite rule but uh, it happens uh some 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 people are scheduling calls w only when when they can cuz not everyone has the same rule as me but i i really yeah. try to stick to it yeah yeah I, I sometimes do it i try to block off days for something where i really need a lot of focus but then other times i just forget about it and then my uh um my week is over before i know it and i haven't done my focus work that that oh, can yeah. be an issue. I completely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I feel like this this year has passed so quickly. I can't even believe it. It's the fastest year of my life, but I would say the most exciting as well because we've seen, uh, like, I've learned so much things and uh, grew car loop uh, to where it is right now, and couldn't say it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were saying that you mostly spent your time on growth and product management, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say right now this this is what I want to focus on. Yeah. So how how does your day then kind of look, or is or is every day a bit different? So um, I start my days with a workout. Uh, this is how I cope actually with stress, anxiety, or my energy levels. Uh, working out uh, like on a daily basis really helps me uh, and also helps me with keeping a positive mindset. 
Uh, I also practice uh, as soon as I w- wake up. I, I am, I'm meditating for 10 minutes and uh, I recently started journaling, but I, I would like to keep it uh, in the evenings mm-hmm. uh, where I'm more relaxed. And then uh, I get to the office and we also have a, a daily stand-up meeting with uh, with the marketing and the growth team. Uh, my co-founder does it with the development team. And yeah, we're trying to to talk about, okay, what are the priorities for today? What are we, what do we want to achieve by the end of the day? And also uh, at the beginning of the week, we're establishing for the entire week and at the beginning of the month for the entire month. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just start with some administrative administrative work, uh, and then uh, yeah, going into into the the most important work, which which can be either product management or hiring or uh, yeah, uh, working with with a, a growth team. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and how do you end end your day? That's with the journaling or. Yeah, I'm uh, I, like recently started journaling, uh, and I sometimes uh, we end our our work days uh, quite late, so I'm I'm really tired, and maybe I would just uh, uh, watch something or uh, just relax, uh, spend time with my cavalier, <laughs> and uh, yeah, want want to want to start writing more, uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe I listen to some podcasts or some audiobooks. This is how it usually is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I feel like uh, this is I've I've stepped into such a routine, but I know this is one of the most challenging parts, periods that we're in right now, and mostly with the lockdown and everything that's going on, you don't really have uh, have a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question. Uh, oh, Cavalier, do you mean the dog or? Yeah, the dog. I have a puppy, Cavalier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Actually, we, we have one as well. Uh, my wife really likes uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. Oh, uh, awesome. Ours yeah. is, uh, is seven years old by now, I think, or eight. Oh, older. Uh, Jazz is six months old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time. That's when they look really. Uh, thin like a like a like a teenager or something like yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're like super growing playful. very fast and they look super thin yeah <laughs> and, and and another question i had uh you said you do meditation first thing in the morning does that work for you you don't you don't fall asleep during the meditation or <laughs> uh, of course i i take a shower first and uh, i really try to wake up uh, properly but no it, it really helps uh, just not going directly on my phone and checking my emails or checking Slack, uh, and yeah. if something something wrong went something went wrong over the night, I get that anxiety first thing in the morning. I don't want that. Uh, I've been there. I don't want to go there again. And I'm just trying to to yeah meditate for ten minutes. Uh, sometimes I feel I feel it I feel it quite challenging because I cannot enter that that really relaxed and chilled state of mind but I'm still like I would say a beginner even if I I've started like years ago but I'm still struggling with it but trying to to really uh, improve at this yeah so you 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 don't keep your phone around you when you sleep then I suppose no 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 I keep it in the kitchen (laughs) yeah it also gave, g- gives me, yeah, gives me a, a reason to wake up in the morning and not snooze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I used to I used to uh, have my phone next to my bed as well, but that's horrible because I'm first thing in the morning. You just take the phone and you get you get immediately in this kind of weird flow. I know, um, I know. So it's a it's a nice thing to be able to uh, leave it in the kitchen, like doesn't really matter like an hour before you go to bed maybe just before you go to bed but at least when you're uh when you're in the bed you're not next to the thing anymore yeah and, and also sometime if, in the morning yeah yeah and at like be, before you go to bed uh it's recommended that you don't don't uh stay on your phone like at least half an hour earlier because it really uh messes up your sleep you can really mess mm-hmm. up your sleep yeah 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 
and in the morning if you if you immediately get to it you you miss a lot of those uh, yeah i don't know i get a lot of good ideas for instance in the shower uh, in the morning mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and if i take my phone immediately that's just gone because then my mind is already on whatever message i saw um and that's yeah and then it's gone we actually get a lot of ideas at night in the evenings after we we uh we are at home we we like to exchange ideas but uh i it it's just that thing that you don't know uh how to separate work life uh, and just uh, personal life, like focusing on you. And it's a bit challenging and I'm, yeah, but ideas are ideas. I get too excited about ideas and I cannot like postpone them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The best thing though, then I think, well, at least for for me, I don't like to, uh, I'd like to have them myself, but I don't like someone to send them to me. Uh, I rather, uh, also if, if it's, if I have them myself, I write them down and I keep on it a bit, but I will not start annoying people, uh, in the evening with my ideas because I'm the, the piece is sort of gone. Um, I like to keep it for the next day or later even. Yeah, definitely. So what, what is it exactly that, that gives you energy in all this? You, you mentioned, growing uh, a product, making customers happy, growing a team. Uh, is that what it is? Or, or what, what gets you in, let's say, what gets you in flow states? Uh... Well, what I love to do the most, uh, and I uh, I actually uh, was able to do it the last weekend. Uh, I, I worked a couple of hours in this weekend and I worked on product management and just got creative in Figma. And I just love doing that. Just, I don't know, doing designs, creatives, uh, working on a product, coming up with new features. Uh, where should I put that button? Where should I put that feature? How would, like validating it with, with users, with, uh, with uh, potential, uh, potential uh, uh, customers. And just, that's what I love the most. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, um, I love just seeing, seeing that I'm learning stuff. Uh, for example, I'm learning right now a lot of administrative uh, stuff that I didn't even know how to, or didn't even know that I was was going to have to do them. Because, uh, yeah, I'm also on the operational side of things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say that, yeah, the personal growth and just seeing what I've, what I've accomplished so far, even though sometimes I feel like I haven't done uh, enough uh, on in some situations and I beat myself up, up for it, but I really have to be grateful for, for how I've evolved over the past years and where I'm headed. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's mostly in, um, in, in personal growth and yeah. in, um, in building experiences and seeing those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You you already mentioned um, you do different things to uh, sleep well. Uh, you do meditation. Uh, you do some journaling. Uh, what what kind of working out do you exactly do? Is that uh, is that you, you go running or you do some? I don't know. Yeah. What uh, what I'm currently doing? Uh, I'm going to the gym. I love going to the gym. We mm-hmm. are are. Uh, pretty lucky that our gym is not closed uh and like during the the quarantine like the past month that we had uh here in in the spring and summer i i did home workouts but uh yeah right now i'm going to the gym and just doing some heat workouts functional training uh trying to switch it up sometimes uh, on thursday i do kickboxing it's just i really love it and i feel like it's uh that's one hour or one and a half hour i feel like i can really relax and unwind and just i don't know get my energy levels up yeah where are you exactly based uh, it was around uh cluj in um yeah it's it's uh it's called oradia it's near cluj napoca a really nice city yeah i, I also I was in... love 
Yeah, I, I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention what also helps me, and uh, I really enjoy doing. I love cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to I try to cook at least uh, once a day, but when I, but of course, easy and quick stuff, nothing too, nothing uh, past twenty or thirty minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, I really I really love cooking and experimenting with new recipes. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Does that does that then sort of um, close close your working day when you start cooking or? Uh, no, no, because I don't really eat. Uh, uh, after uh, 6 p.m. or sometimes ah, okay. 7 p.m. Uh, I, I do it uh, like I do brunches more most of the time and in the weekends I maybe I will cook in the evenings or something like that. Yeah, got it. So I, I wanted to ask about Cluj. Um, I was actually at a conference um, last um, November and you said you yeah. were there as well, but we didn't meet each other. Um I noticed oh, that, that was, was in Bucharest. That was in Bucharest. In Bucharest, yes, yes. But yeah. I noticed that there were quite some startups uh, coming from Cluj. Um, yeah. What are some of the coolest startups uh, our our listeners should should know about? Um. So, um. Yeah, Cluj is is known as like the, I would say, Silicon Valley of our of our country or San Francisco of our country. Um because there are a lot of students and uh, there are a lot of tech companies that have uh, their HQs there. But um, um, I would, I think there's a startup, really cool startup that, that they just received funding. Let me just search them. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're called Neurolabs. Neurolabs. And uh, they oh, yeah. have three co-founders and they just, I think they just got funded. Uh, yeah. So they they are pretty cool. Neural labs. Uh, Neural labs. Yeah, I think I actually. Um... Yeah. It's computer vision platform that allows users to build custom image recognition algorithms using three D models. I think. I think they are. Or maybe I was wrong, but yeah, they are neural labs. They're they're pretty young, the co-founders, and yeah, listeners should check them out. Yeah, I think I I I I I remember from somewhere. I think I had a mentorship session with them at the conference or something like that. At the at oh. How to Web for for listeners, How to Web is a great conference as well. Uh, it's based in. Uh, in uh, Bucharest, it's not happening this year because <laughs> because COVID. Uh, yeah. But they have a, a very nice offering online with some nice uh, mentorship sessions and workshops and all that. Uh, that that also people outside the uh, CEE region um, can now also participate in. Uh, definitely uh, recommended. Yeah. Go, going slowly into learnings, um, what is the latest good book you've read and uh, why did you choose to read it? Yeah, so the latest uh, book, uh, I would tell you about two. So the first one is Atomic uh-huh. Habits from James Clear. Mm-hmm. And it really is like, it's, it's so, um, how can I say, what he talks about is, it's pretty predictable because we all like would like would love to to follow all those habits and be like be on track all the time but he really explains them uh in a different way and how it can really improve uh, your life and really goes into detail so that's a must listen book uh mm-hmm. or must read and uh the the last one is building a story brand by donald miller um i was I wanted to read it because we are in the process of uh, rebranding and re like really uh, improving our messaging and uh, and positioning. And I really wanted to to learn more about this and really um, learn how to uh, approach uh, first time visitors, for example, or how to how to really uh, how to how to talk to customers, first time customers, or just long-time customers and uh, it really has a really cool framework it's called sb7 framework mm-hmm. and uh, i can i can go into like 
a, a wide overview. So it basically talks about the customer being the hero and not your brand, not your company. And we, we, we should be like, we as a company, we should be just the guide for that customer and really trying to, to, um, approach him by, uh, by, um, actually talking about his also his internal problems tackling his internal problems and finding i mean showing the customer solution to his internal problems because most of the companies are tending to sell solutions to external problems who can be superficial and cannot really uh convert to the customer and we should just be the guide with a plan and we should uh challenge customers to take action and we should we should show customers what they have to lose if they, if they don't use a use our product if they don't get on the same boat with us and the last the last uh the last thing of the of the framework uh, says that you should never assume how people understand your company and how your company can change their lives you should really tell them and mm-hmm. at the yeah at the core of this book uh it just says be and talk as simple as you can to your customer talk as if he would be a 5 year old and not uh, uh, get rid of the the marketing bs and stuff like that so that's a thing that i really uh needed to to read and listen and learn because the marketing inside of us the marketers inside of us always tends to go extra and we really what we should do is just keep it simple and yeah it's it's a really cool book yeah no it sounds good it, it gets some really great uh goodreads ratings as well it's i see uh yeah it, it got nine thousand ratings and it's at 4.34 which is which is really great for a book i i put it on my uh to read list you convinced me to read it yeah awesome and the atomic habits uh, i also really liked uh, i read the beginning of this year um it's a, a really nice book if you want to do better as a person or as an entrepreneur I'd say. yeah definitely it helps with um i don't know productivity and focus and i it motivates you yeah it, it actually even inspired some things we do now in the company where we and not just as people but also as as a company uh focus more on habits and on consistent input uh, rather than on lofty sales goals and all that. Um, we just mm-hmm. try to consistently deliver value and improve. Um, and then the, the, the goals uh, by themselves get, get uh, reached, let's say. Yeah. True. Uh, is there anything you wish you would have known when you started out? Um, yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, for example, I can tell you something that uh, we did with our previous startup from which we mm-hmm. pivoted. And we now at Carloop really try to do things differently from what we've learned. And what we've learned is that um, you should not be... Uh, super focused on the product you should really be focused on uh, and not be afraid of uh, of uh, of uh, putting your product out there and getting as much validation as possible and uh, as much um, feedback as possible and this is what we did uh, wrong with uh, actually we we didn't really um, we didn't really focus on that validation and customer feedback um, uh, at our previous startup and we focused too much on the product we wanted everything to be perfect before we we launched mm-hmm. we wanted the design to look uh to look stunning we focused on the little stuff that uh, no one really really cares and this is why we 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 lost uh we lost traction and just months uh, went by without without us seeing like uh like big results and uh yeah i i mean it, we also like first time found that as First time founders, we were afraid to not do something wrong. Uh, we and yeah. also we are perfectionists. I mean, myself, I'm, I am a perfectionist, and this is one of the things uh, that I've learned. Don't focus like mostly if you're starting out. Don't focus too much on the product. Just focus focus on finding that uh, 
not let's just not go into product market fit, but that validation and and really try to solve a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that is that different uh, in e-commerce, which is what I'm wondering then, or? Um, like, no, no, it's not different. Uh, I mean, if you sell a product, you sh- that product should, if if you want to work for the long term, you, that product should solve a real problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, I mean, I think these are the brands that that are really sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because when you had e-commerce shops, it was just easier to get everything perfect than when you're building software. It just takes some more time. Or? Yeah, yeah. It takes uh, more time, and uh, there are more things to be aware of. Not just, I mean, the products and how the website looks and like, the distribution and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, in a in a in a SaaS with a SaaS product, it's I I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to, yeah. to handle and to manage. Yeah, but yeah. aspects. Uh, finally, what's the the best piece of business advice you ever got? Um, so this relates to the previous question because, uh, how we actually realized that, uh, we weren't going uh, on the right path with our previous startup is we went to an event and we got this piece of advice from a very, another founder. Um, and he actually looked at our product and and saw that we were too focused on the product we really didn't really think of it from a customer from a user's perspective we just think of it how we 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 thought it would be the best and how we want it to be and mm-hmm. i would say yeah just try to always think uh, how your customer uh, would would want your product to look like and what's important to to the customer don't add anything else just what's important to to him and always validate it and yeah i would say yeah this was a very good advice yeah and i'm still thinking every single uh for every single feature that we're put like we have the idea of putting out or developing or i don't know marketing strategy anything i'm just trying to think is it valuable for the customer how would i would i think if i were in in the customer's shoes Definitely. Well, this was this was super interesting. I think there was a, a an enormous amount of of good advice in here. Uh, thank you again, Lisa, for being on on Founder Coffee. It was really great to have you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your invite. That's it for this episode of Founder Coffee. We hope you liked it. Let the world know if you did. Thanks for listening, guys.